Geek Ratio Sports Network. This show brings the temperature of sports to a whole new level. Whether it's a local opinion or a national agenda, everything is fair game. Remember, everyone has an opinion, but only few can back it up. Now sit back, crank up the volume, and if you think you can handle it, get ready for the heat. We are live, man. I don't know what happened there, but hey, again, we are live. We are not at Steam tonight. We are back in our own studios, which is cool. We're we're taking a week off. We had some things to take care of, but as always, sponsored right here by at Steam Puffle, at Steam Puffle, all social formats. We're gonna get to the St. Patty's Day party. We're gonna get to the NCA party stuff a little bit later. As always, follow us at Heat Ratio Sports on all social formats. Hit the subscription button. Hit the like button, or should I say, smash the like button. Uh, I'm your host, Tony J. Sokotello, joined by my man Dave Glockner, my Dan Dan Old School Green. Dave's got the shades on, as you see. Uh, feels a little weird, boys. A little different. We don't have the crowd behind us. We don't have the TVs behind us, but. Hey, man, every now and then you need a break to do some things and take care of some business. So, uh, again, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the new Sixers energy. We're talk about a little bit on the MLB lockout. It looks like, you know, the season will be postponed, uh, unfortunately. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the highest paid players, specifically the point guard position in the NBA. Uh, some very, very interesting names on that list. And as always, we've got some Jigsaw Chronicles, what's uh, will be some some really interesting stuff. We got a we got a good trivia question. I think we're gonna stump a lot of people with this one, like we always do, because Dan stumps everybody on that. Ah, <laughs> uh, he really does. And name the franchise where we're gonna talk about Arizona teams. We're gonna cover the Diamondbacks, the Coyotes, the Suns. Um, and listen, one thing about that which is pretty cool is we always wind up striking a conversation on players that we possibly forgot about, right? So I know there's going to be a, a lot of, uh, listen, I forgot the Cardinals. There's a lot of old school Cardinals uh, when we talk about Arizona football that we're going to talk about. So be interesting. But James Harden is a Philadelphia 76er. Uh, we touched on this last week a little bit, but it was only one game in. And now we've seen two games. It's not a complete product by any means. I get it. Uh, but I cannot help but take it back to 2001. And the only reason why I say that, and Dave, I'm going to start right for you because you got that Sixer shirt on. I see the Sixer balls behind you. Uh, Dan got – I'm sorry, Dan. I'm sorry. Dan, <laughs> out already. Uh, look, he, oh, look, he's even got the hat. Dan, he's got the hat. He's got the hat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, I, yeah, yeah, yours is hanging up. as not covering the hat. It's a little different. But, uh, but now, listen – I, I'm I'm thoroughly excited because I was down there and uh, you know before the James Harden trade and I seen how exciting the atmosphere was. I haven't been down there yet. Obviously, his first home game tomorrow. I do have tickets to the Raptors and the Bucks game coming up at the end of the month, so I'm looking forward to that. But Dave, listen, I are you know number one, are are, are we getting too ahead of ourselves? Uh, and number two, have we felt this excited? since 2001 because i don't think we have man you remember what happened in 2001 
We had a mid-season trade. Yes, we did. That's a good point. Do you remember who it was? Didn't make the, me excited, though. Theo Ratliff for the Matumbo. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Who got you right. Shaq on four. Yeah. yeah, no, I get that. But, I mean, it. there is some symbolism with just as, as excited as we are as to what this team did and what the O1 team did. The O1 team t- knew, hey, we needed to shut down the middle and let AI score, right? And we just needed this presence. Ratliff was great, but he wasn't a guy that could really dominate down low defensively you know good blocks good off the ball defense probably not good one-on-one man and that's why they did it and then you look today i mean that trade was hardened for seth curry i'm sorry we can say what we want but simmons was never playing here again people got salty that we lost seth i didn't it was i still think the perfect trade in no tone we're not getting too ahead of ourselves harden's coming here to win and he's showing you today i mean look look at his stats we already know the points and everything but He's only taken 12 shots and 13, 14 shots in two games. So he's averaged 13 shots, but he's averaged 14 assists. The guy's coming here to play, to win. Um, this team is well-rounded, as we know. They already had the pieces in place. One buyout is all they need, looking at Willie Cauley-Stein, but now potentially DeAndre Jordan. So, no, we're not too far ahead of ourselves. This is special, and it can be special. They just got to stay healthy. Yeah, that that that's the key. Dan, that's the key. You have to stay healthy, and I think that's the most important part. No, if health is um, maintained, it, it, this is very exciting. And I'm the guy, kind of guy that likes to temper his enthusiasm. Um, no. Being, being old school, I've been kicked in the, between the legs many times over the years with uh, my enthusiasm. Um, but honestly, I'm thinking – I remember – I remember, and it was it was in the offseason, so you had the whole – you had the whole year to have him. But honestly, this is, to me, as big as a, a trade as when we got Moses Malone. Wow. Um, that that was the player that put the Sixers over the top. They couldn't – they couldn't control Jabbar with Daryl Dawkins and Caldwell Jones. They needed Moses. Oh, um, oh, oh. Yeah. And and honestly, it didn't turn out, but I was somewhat excited. But then I realized he didn't have any game left when they got Chris Weber in the um early two thousands, I guess. Yeah. But wow. th- this 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 Chris guy, Weber. I mean, yeah, wow. I mean, but I mean in two games, he's showing everyone how special he is. And and the greatest point that I've heard in, in any discussion about um James Harden was made by our buddy um Andre. When have you seen our half court offense ever look like this? I know. I mean, it's, it's always it's always chuck it up at the shot clock. In fact, that's why we lost to Toronto a few years ago. It wasn't because um, Kawhi made that great shot in the corner. It was because we had three or four possessions in a row where the shot clock was violated. Yeah, it was just, it was just off. So yep. now we now we have a guy that understands the game of basketball, can run a half court offense. Uh, we won't have Joel triple teamed, you know, when he's exhausted at the end of the game. So we sky's the limit. If, if, as you mentioned, tone, we stay healthy, we stay healthy. That is the main key. And, and, and for all the haters out there, right. The haters that said, and I I know it's early, but the haters that we lost the trade. We we were rude today, right? Listen, this is what we got. Whether you like it or don't like it. Learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Woo! Yeah, baby, that's our but that's for our buddy at Maddie Daddy, right? Yeah, that's for our buddy at Maddie Daddy who did an unbelievable 
Oh, well, oh, nature boy, man. Style to profiling, man. Always style profiling. But Maddie Daddy FF man, give him a follow. Oh, you got you you got it? You got, got a little Ric Flair right there from Maddie Daddy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Maddie Daddy was yo, he listen, let me tell you something. If, if you 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 gotta get on the wrestling map podcast and we a multi multi broadcast it platform okay uh it is on the wrestling map podcast it's also on heat ratio sports he does a wrestling rewind for us every monday uh he just talked hbk rick flair retirement match which listen not everybody is as charismatic as the maddie daddy so you gotta check him out man this dude is legit another great show so make sure you check that out but yeah listen i i, I agree with both you guys uh you know number one this team it never looked as good. And in the sense that even though Joel and B was still dominating, it always seemed like a struggle. The games seemed like, you know, you, they would always prance around the perimeter looking for that dribble drop that they couldn't get. Then Joe would get in that, you know, awkward situation and he couldn't get out of it. Then he would do that, that Ole bullshit, right? Like, like Lou Brown used to say from <laughs> in major league to <laughs> Roger Dorn. Uh, but what what would happen was it just it, it never flowed and now it just flows effortlessly. It's almost seamless. I'm not going to get ahead of myself because I understand there'll be some stumble blocks, but at the end of the day, we have not seen a cohesion on this team in a very long time. And Dan Joe was right when Joe said, "Man, I'm not used to having all this space." Because think about what happens now. I mean, listen, I'm not a big Doris Burke fan. I respect her, but I, I'd rather listen to I, listen. I'd rather listen to Hubie Brown to be honest with you. Uh, but just because he's so old school. But the one thing I love that Doris was doing is. Yeah, there you go. No pun intended, right? Uh, but the biggest thing that she was doing was breaking down the film and showing you how three guys were collapsing on hard and just leaving everybody wide open, Dan. And that's going to continue to happen. The thing is, are we going to be able to continue to hit down and knock down shots? That's going to be the big thing. Well, the, the thing, before I even get to that, um, getting back to Dave's point and your point, why we won the trade is we didn't give up Max or Thibel. Right. Yes. And I, you know, a lot of people don't care about Thibault. I've been talking about Thibault for two years because just because of his defense, you cannot give that up. And I still think he has upside down the road with his offense. But that that's off topic. Getting to your point. Um, yeah. First of all, when you have two guys with a basketball IQ of Embiid and Harden, I mean, Embiid was never your classic pick and roll guy, but he will be now. Yeah. So, you know, and. And look at the chemistry they've had in two games. You remember Brett Brown? Uh, I don't anticipate chemistry until uh, Christmas. Uh, you know, like, like, come on, just, just they're basketball players. They'll figure it out. Well, these guys have figured it out. You know, they had, they had, a, they had a, some time before. You know, the All Star break. They had practice, but I don't think chemistry is going to be a problem. And, and it's only going to get better. Let me just say, what you watch with Harden and Embiid is what everybody envisioned with Simmons and Embiid. But yeah. because Simmons cannot shoot a jump shot, you cannot run a high pick and roll, and there is no spacing. Yeah, right exactly. now, I mean, there's almost three people, Dan, like you were saying, guarding Harden, not sure if they're taking the drive, not sure if they're taking the pop or the roll. They don't know which one they're going to do. They had a play in New York the other day where Julius Randle just fell asleep and beat slips behind him. <laughs> Easy dunk, right? And this is the, the stuff that Harden can do, read, react. And if you have to respect his three ball, which you have to, 
uh, which you didn't with Simmons. This is the beauty of the game with the big man. I don't think you're going to see a lot of Embiid rolling. You'll get it here and there. But that 10-foot, 12-foot jumper now is just going to be so open, so smooth. Um, it's just going to be automatic. I mean, look at those stats already. I thought Embiid's numbers might go down a little. Oh. I mean, 34 and 37, right? Both games on 18 shots. 18 shots. He's getting almost two points per shot with James Harden in the lineup. That's amazing. Um, and the fact of the matter is they're spreading this ball out. Maxi is obviously scoring a lot. We've seen that. Now, my question to you guys is, what do we do about Tobias? And in my opinion, I mean, there was some room, there was some stuff that came out today saying he's perfectly fine in this role. I think he is. I think he's been more of a passive player his whole life. If he's fine in this role, I think it's great. But if he starts chirping a little bit, that that could be one that could be one problem we could see going down the road. I hope he's fine. I don't I don't see him chirping. The only thing that the only if you ignore his salary, he's the perfect player for I, I agree. And I can. I can, can ignore I, I can too. I can't. No, I know. <laughs> I can't, man. Listen, listen. I I'm sorry, but you know, I you know, I'm not a Tobias guy, and, no. and and I will, but I I will say this. I will, I will say this, and I said this to my dad today. Me and my dad were talking about this trade, and I said to him, I say, you know what, Dad? Here's the one thing I will say about the way, like you guys are saying, to what other team in the NBA can say they have a fourth guy who can legitimately give them 20 points on any given night if he's hot, right? Not many, not many. So, it, you know, but the problem is, dude, he looked like he was entirely lost in those two games, like tripping over his own two damn feet. And it's so, and, and here's why. Here, here, here's why I can't look past the money is because I have a tremendous love for Jimmy Butler. And I know for a fact, that Jimmy Butler would be a sixer right now, right? It, it, that was the move. And we would not have all, that was all Brett Brown and that yes. was all Ben Simmons. And I, I, I'm with you. I get it. Um, but Tobias he's not here dude, though. He's a good dude. I, I, I will not attack his character. It's he does a lot in the community. He's a good guy. I just, you had I, to, right? You right. had to sign him when you didn't you get to. Jimmy. You had to. That's you why I don't to. blame him. I, Listen, do I want him out of here next year if you can dump and get maybe a better wing player? You're going to have to. Absolutely. You're going to have to because you're going to yeah. have to sign Harden and you're not going to be able to command that kind of money. Unless He's he opts in. $45 million. Unless he opts in. That's your only shot, right? But I don't see Harden doing that, especially if they win a title or get to the finals. He's going to be yeah, like, pay right. me now. And I get it. Now, Al checking in. Al, what's up, Al? Al, Al says – I love this. We would be arguing at Steam right now. Again, make sure you follow at Steam Pub on all social formats. Again, we had a lot of good things coming up. Good announcements in about 15 minutes, so keep it locked here. Make sure you get on their Twitter page as well. They have a real-time draft beer list where every time a new beer is tapped, you will get notified instantaneously. So check that out as well. So Al says, I want everybody to relax. We have a lot of work to do. Being healthy and having chemistry will be important. I want to see how many different ways we can win one game at a time. Al. Jigsaw ain't patient, man. Like, I got a taste. I got a taste. And we got, what, 18 games left, right? We got eight before the playoffs. Like, I want the number one seed, man. Like, we, we need the number one seed, and we need to go NBA Finals or bust. That, that's what it needs to be happen. We Listen, we've relaxed for too many frigging years. I talked about this on, on Win Daily Sports Day on the NBA pre-lock show with Ghost and Adam, and I said, listen, you know, we go back to the days of Charles friggin' Shackelford. Man, all the all the bonehead like I, I can't even I, I can't even talk on getting mad right now. 
right? So I'm tired of relaxing. I'm tired of waiting. We want to win now. And this is our opportunity. Vinny checking in says Joel is like a sponge. He'll be a monster in a pick and roll in a week. He learns and implements that quick. Absolutely. Vinny, I agree. Right. And if, if you guys watch the broadcast, they said that he spent an hour watching film of James Harden's pick and rolls in Houston. Right. Just to Dave, that's that's a different kind of player in Joel Embiid. It's the threat of the pick and roll. So he always had to run pick and roll with Clint Capels and Dwight Howards because oh. they can shoot shit. Oh. So sorry, I'm not cutting hey. that. But oh. Harden can, right? So it's the I even think it's the threat of the pick and roll that is way more important than the pick and roll. So I really believe he's going to eat them alive from eight, ten feet and have smooth jumpers all day. He'll get the roll once in a while and dunk, but we don't need him jumping at the rim, coming down on no knees. Just eat them alive. Give them the threat of it. And I do agree. It's going to be magical. Clint Capella. Clint Capella shoot. In my opinion, that sucked. It's like, <laughs> but that's what Harden had, right? He never had DeAndre Jordan. He, he never had these guys. He could actually work a real basketball game. He could only lob. Now you're right. You're right. And Vinny says Tobias to, to Dan, the, your, uh, your benefit here. You talked about this. Tobias won't chirp. Not his character. He'll star with Harden when Joel goes to the bench. He looks lost without the post-up opportunity. That exactly. Vinny. I agree. Completely agree. He's in different spots on the floor now. I think that's why. Uh, Larry checking in. What's up, Larry? Says it doesn't matter. He's a four. You're right. I wish I had the I rock think it drop matters. right now. I, I actually think it matters. There's going to be think? games you need to buy us. Right. When, when, uh, he's going to be an integral part when Joel and Harden are off the court or yeah. Joel and Maxi, or, you know, and, and that's the thing. Doc's going to have to figure this out, man. Doc's going to have to figure this out. Mike checking in. He's Al, we can only be excited for what we have seen. Uh, you're, you're right. You're right. I, I, and, Mike, I agree. But, I, I listen, it's hard not to forward think here, Dan, right? It's well, I mean, I get everyone's point. Like I said, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the kind of person that, you know, always tempers his enthusiasm because, again, uh, no. I, I, I do, Tony. <laughs> because I, because I, I've, I've oh, seen yeah. so much, but here, here, again, here, here's a concern. I mean, right away, um, you know, if we play Toronto, there's no better game adjuster than nurse as a coach. So it's like, what, you know, people are going to be studying our film left and right. Is there a way to stop this team? If we like, like what, what uh, Al said, uh, he wants to see us win in more than one, two, three ways. Um, we have to be a team that cannot be defended. Well, did you think Maxi would score twenty five a game in his first two? Games? No, absolutely no. So and, and, and that's where Tobi- into- that, that. And that's your point. That's your yeah. point earlier. You said that's where Tobias will have the game where Maxi yeah. has eight, Tobias has twenty five. So yeah, and I'm that- even more excited about our shooters, right? And and Tony, you can probably chime in on this. Look, Tybal can only make a shot standing still. Okay, yeah. that's fine. If we can find some good situations, just plop him. Danny Green, perfect guy in the corners, right? I think Cork Mox is going to just serve just fine, and Yang can hit the three. So with floor spacing, I think you can plug and play. I think these shooters are even going to get better with Harden in this lineup. I listen. I agree, except I can do without Cork Mox, man. Like seriously, like you, you need to give me something else. He he looks. Listen, he had a good twelve or thirteen games where everybody yeah. was all in love with Corky. It's done, <laughs> man. It's done. But, but we got him this year, right? I don't yeah. think you're going to find a solution for that spot. JJ, JJ, would you rather listen if JJ Reddick came out of retirement? Would you rather have JJ shooting a ball in the playoffs or Cork Moss? Here's my only thing I'll say: It is JJ. 
but his attitude will want him to play more. That's I just oh man. I don't know though, man. You think at this stage of his career? Well, he won last year when he got bought out. Um, he really wanted to go to Brooklyn. And if you remember, he has a house in Brooklyn, a condo, and Dallas bought and wouldn't let him go. I there was just a lot of chirping that I'm still, but just no doubt about it. It's JJ. I'm with you. It's JJ. It's gotta be. It's it's gotta be. Al says Harris will be fine. Been two games where a top four seed all season with us missing Ben all year. Not everybody is trashing him. Relax. Al, here's the thing I will say. I've been trashing them since day one. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm very inconsistent here. I, I mean, I'm very consistent, right? I'm I'm not all over the place. I, it's just not a flash. Of it. I've been killing Tobias. Okay, it, it is what it is. So now is the time for him to step up. But the one thing I will agree is it's been two games and we're a top four seed with no Ben. We didn't need Ben, right? And we were a top four seed without Harden. So so to say that this isn't a number one seed team. To me, is a problem. Now, Larry says number one seed probably gets you the Nets in the first round. No, th- see, Larry, I disagree. I, I disagree. I'm not second. scared, but I think I'm they're scared. Like either way, that, though, I, ain't I know. But the way that play-in works, they win both games of the seven. So I, I think I don't think they get eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I could see Brooklyn opening up against Miami. Ooh, I, I, yeah, I think that could be a, a two-seven right there. Yeah, I think Miami smokes them. You know what I mean? Oh, listen, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I mean, uh, the way J- – and help out. L- 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 listen, I'm glad we just talked about that because, and Dan, you're going to know this because I-, I put it out there, and I forget who it was on Undisputed, right? But – and if you remember the guy's name, I think it was McIntyre from Undisputed, right? So he was basically calling Philadelphia – a bunch of bozos, right? And Dan, did this guy? I'm, I'm going to find it while you talk, Dan. But did this guy have any premise of what he was talking about? Yeah, that, that it was in it was in uh, when it was referencing the the best two players now since uh, since the Kobe, trade, Kobe, right? Like a Kobe and Shaq kind of combo. Yeah, and he and he said they're not even a top five combo in the Eastern Conference. They're both those players choke in the playoffs. They have a choking coach who's blown more three games to one leads of any other coach. And he was naming uh, Brown and Tatum. Um, uh, well, here we go. Bio and Butler. He was I naming other, other people. Let, we're going to play two minute clip. Let's play. And, and, and you guys have to listen to this. If you have your whiskey it, ready, you're going to get aggravated. You're, this guy must have needed clicks. That's all I got to say. Um, let me, uh, let me share this here because this is going to get mad. And his panel ready. members did not agree with him, but that didn't get played. Yeah. I'm ready. Here, here it comes. Now, again, here we go. I mean, uh, all right. I, I mean, Bucks, I get it. You know, I really love this Sixer stuff, guys. I don't know if you were on social media. Hopefully not. You spend your weekends with your families. But I did see some bozos in Philadelphia posting photos of James Harden hugging Joel Embiid on the court and saying, this is the new Kobe Shaq. And I just, I, I lost it. I just couldn't stop laughing. I told my kids, like, this is comical. Folks, I, I mean, listen, the reality is these are two great regular season players, right? James Harden, an iconic regular season player. All he does in the playoffs is choke, kind of like his coach, Doc Rivers, the only coach to lose three 3-1 series in NBA history. And Joel Embiid, you know, he's never been an alpha in the playoffs. He's never been in the conference finals. Let, let, let that settle in. Hell no. no. The Sixers are not the favorites in the East. 
the, the gambling odds have them third, and I'm with Rick. I love the Miami Heat. I hyped the Heat on this show. You guys remember back uh, in the offseason in August, and y'all laughed at me. We're the Miami Heat first in the, in the East. But I do want to drill down for a second, Rick. This Harden and Bead idea that they're going to just dominate and eviscerate the East, okay? Let's look at how they are as players. These are guys who are like, your turn, my turn. I'm going to go, I'm going to do my step back, I'm going to get in my bag, and I'm going to fire up some garbage, okay? And then Joel Embiid's like, okay, it's my turn to showboat and try some Akeem Olajuwon stuff. Uh, Rick, the reality is these are two ISO players. They do not work great together. I can't wait for the honeymoon to end in the playoffs. And, Rick, I'll take it a next step. This is not even a top-five duo in the East. When Listen you got to like this. Kyrie and KD who played great together, Jimmy Butler, who's a great defender, and Bam Adebayo, you go on down the list. Giannis and Middleton, Brown and Tatum, all these combos work better together. And there's going to be a rude awakening for Philly fans. I know you don't have a lot of experience in the playoffs, but when you look at the postseason, it is a totally different animal. Guys, you know, actually try on defense. Oh, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> I, 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 I can't, man. I, I, I just – this guy uh, – Find them out. Brown and Tatum, they hate each other. It, they want to split them up. Is that Brown not Tatum, brutal? Is that not brutal? Adebayo and Butler. I, I mean, come on, man! <laughs> like seriously, like what is that? Like, it, you know, and, and that's the that's the kind of stuff. I, I, I was boil my blood, man. Yeah. It was it was boil my blood. Listen, to this dude, and he listen. He got what he wanted. Right, he got what he wanted. He can't listen. He can't honestly feel that way. He can't stop, man. Like, 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 like again. Yes, Jimmy Butler. I love Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler bam out of bio instead of hard in the beat. Are you stop. kidding me? Stop. So, do you guys remember when the Eagles won the uh, Super Bowl? There was this one guy that was just like that. I think he was a Fox Sports guy. They completely hated on the Eagles. Said so they had no shot once Wentz went down. Forget about packing it. And we just rolled and kept ripping that guy. I got to go look him up. This reminds me of something we're about to do to this guy because that whole speech was garbage. It, it's clueless. Like, I, I just can't even believe the guy would even get in. Two ISO players that don't play team ball. And Bede hasn't had playoff experience. Like, I, I don't even know what he was saying there. Like, it doesn't connect. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Dane, does he have any problems with that? Seriously. No, he, he's uh he's being Skip Bayless. He's being um Ka Colin Calherd. He's just being a contrarian to get it's all clickbait. Yeah, got my MB jersey coming. I love it, man. Everybody's got, everybody's got the MB jerseys. Yeah, on, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love it. But yeah, I mean that that's listen, that's the kind of stuff that really gets under my blood, man, because everybody wants to talk. Everybody's got something to say, right? Uh, you know, it's again, let, let so Al checking in. Al said, I'm trying to bring this up now. So so Al says, hey, so if you don't know, if you don't follow, give give us a follow at half court heat. Uh show me, Al and Andre do together. Uh we pop up on post games and from time to time talking sixers. And Al is basically the guy behind the screen when it talks to the half for he Twitter account. And he he tweets right back at him and says, first of all, watch your mouth. Let's not start name calling. Second, I do agree it's way too early to compare them to anybody. But you went way overboard and were completely disrespectful to both of them. We're talking about an MVP and a soon-to-be MVP, but only time will tell. And that statement 
is huge. When you say we're talking about an MVP and a soon-to-be MVP, how many MVPs have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown been even considered in as far as a race? Come on with that. How about Kyrie? Come on. Stop with the Kyrie stuff, too. He won one yeah. race with LeBron. So, so you've seen what he's done to teams. Torn them apart. Absolutely obliterated Boston. And, and, and starting to tear apart. Harden still be there if it wasn't for Kyrie. And you're going to put him in your mouth over these two? Stop. Yeah, that, Stop. that listen, that that's when that's when you know people are going over the line. 100%. That's when people are going over the line. Uh, yeah, thanks, Al. I appreciate you grabbing him for me. I'm that, taking receipts. Yes, exactly. Take and, and I'm telling you right now, and you guys probably agree with this, there was maybe 10% of the NBA pundits that liked this trade. I had uh, ESPN rating as C plus Stephen A. Smith out there saying this is the worst thing. You got ripped off. Every uh, Draymond Green even had to speak up at the NBA All-Star game and say uh, Nets won because of Seth Curry. They, it, it's, but watch. When we start winning, everybody's going to be like, I told you this was the best trade. No, I'm taking receipts. Yes, taking receipts. And they're going to come up. They're yep. absolutely going to come up. Uh, so, so we're going to get into the, again, James Harden's a sixer, right? You know, we, we got about 18 games left, obviously going to be a little bit of a different team, depending on what they do in the buyout market, or if they can trade or, you know, whatever they or sign uh, guys get released, like DeAndre Jordan, like, uh, they was speaking of, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But all I know is right now, number one, we have two elite players on our team and number two guys, we got a kid. And Tyrese Maxey, that is just infectious. And the reason why I bring him up, because we're going to talk about the highest paid point guards in the NBA. And what I, once we go through this list, I want to ask you guys, how many of those guys on that list would you take over Tyrese Maxey? Where would he fall on that list? Right, you think about it. If there was no money attached to those names, it's pretty interesting, right? To think about what we have and how important he is uh, to our team, man. It's it's just listen, it's it, it's unbelievable. We're gonna get our trivia question up right now, and again, you know, we, we're we're gonna do one, and our trivia question again, and I'm gonna share the screen so we get up here. Is brought to our good friends at Prime Roofing. Uh, you have all the information right here. Is your roof way past its prime? Is your home in need of an exterior upgrade? What if you already have damage and don't know where to begin? From helping with insurance claims to seeking the proper course of action, Prime Roofing guides you through the entire process. They use communication and transparency to rescue your roof and your home the right way. Visit www.primeroofingpa.com and get your project started today. You see the site right there. You see the phone number. Listen. Check these guys out. You want to talk to Bernie. I'm going to tell you right now, today already, another one, fully paid for by insurance from Storm Damage. Again, Bernie's the guy, nothing shady here. He just helps you through the entire process. I did it myself. I'm going to be honest with you. I did it myself. I I, I know the process was grueling, and I, I thank the good Lord that I had somebody help me through it because I would have never known I was able to get it. So, again, visit them today, www.primeroofingpa.com. So let's get to the trivia question. It's, this is going to be a good one. I'm telling you right now, Dan's got a really good one for us, and it's perfect because it has to do with the NBA. What team owns the longest winning streak in NBA history? 33 games. 33 games and the year for the bonus, right? So what team owns the longest winning streak in the NBA? 33 games and the year. Please don't Google. 
let's try to guess it. Uh, this is a hard one. I I, I couldn't I, get it off the bat. I didn't know this question, and I'm not going to give it away. Let me just ask: Is it somewhere left of the miss west of the Mississippi? Okay. All right. I have a feeling. Uh, he got a feeling. I, I like it. I don't know if I know the year, but I have a feeling. Uh, I like it. Uh, yeah, what, I'm with yeah. Larry. With, wait, with the man, wait, hold on, man. Hold on. We, th th this is like. Well, he 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 um. Listen, he, he got the team, but the wrong year. Yeah, that's I, I, that's the team I was on too. I love. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. We got breaking and talk. We we, we like we we got Larry checking in Lakers nineteen seventy three. That's then it, Larry. Our boy Rick Lorenzo checking in Lakers nineteen seventy three, and then Larry went up and said seventy two. Damn, fellas. Man, I thought that was going to be a stomper right there. No, I, I, it, it depends. If it, 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 you know, I don't know. It have to be a certain age because when the reason I this question came to light in in my head many years ago is again being old school when the seventy nine eighty Flyers had that thirty five game unbeaten streak. Granted, there were ties in the NHL in those days. One of the um, hurdles for the all time. Um, professional team record was to get past the 33 win Lakers team. And that's when that first came to light in my head in 79, 80, because the Flyers passed 33 games and got to 35. Well, the that's only crazy. reason I knew it was the Lakers is because Golden State made that crazy run a couple years ago. I want to say they had like 20. Oh yeah, you're right. Four. And I just remember seeing the Lakers. I didn't remember the year, but I remember seeing flash up the Lakers then. That's All right, awesome. gentlemen, give us three players from that team. And then oh. it really impressed me. Um, no, no, no. I was talking about Larry and Rick. Yeah, come on, Larry and Rick. As we're talking right now, you three give us players from that team. Three players from that list. I might have just gave one. Yeah. I love it. Well, listen, while they're doing that, let's let's talk about St. Patrick's Day. Right. So while we're, we're doing that, we get some names here. Let's talk about St. Patrick's Day. Again, as always, this show right here, uh, we we would be at Steam right now. We took a night off. We'll be back there next week, but at Steam Pub for all your drinking and eating needs. Right. But if you check it out, it's in beautiful Box County in Southampton. They have Steam Pub presents St. Patrick's Day party. I mean, who doesn't like a good St. Patty's Day party, right? Who doesn't like beads? Uh, Thursday, March 17th. Uh, check it out. They have Irish cuisine. Which I'm gonna be honest with you, I you know my mom would would, would cook the, the the ham and cabbage and all that. I'm a big oh. Irish potato guy. I love Irish potatoes, man, but I can't have them right now. But they got special <laughs> cocktails all day, right? Ryan Sab acoustic from three to five. Irish dancers five p.m. Live Irish music from the castmates from five to nine, and DJ Ernesto from nine thirty to close. Check them out. Like I said, St. Patty's Day party. At Steam Pub, at Steam Pub for all your St. Patty's Day needs. And on top of that, we're going to stick it right there. We are teaming up with Keller Williams, and we are going to have an event on March 15th on our normal Tuesday. We are going to have a NCA March Madness bracket event. Uh, we're going to have drink specials courtesy of at Steam Pub, and we're going to have brackets, and we're going to – it's on CBS. We're going to set the link up. Everybody's going to join in, and we'll well, – number one, we'll be giving away a Joe Lenardi bobblehead. What, what better bobblehead to get, right, than Joe Lenardi, who is the bracketologist, the bracket master, right? So make sure that you're getting involved. There will also be some other giveaways from our local, uh, you know, sponsors and 
places of business as well. So make sure you check us out there. And again, at Steampop, check them out, all sorts of formats. And make sure you're smashing that subscription button, smashing the like button. And let's get right back into the NBA's highest paid point guards. Let's see if we have any any names. And uh, we got Larry says West, Chamberlain, and Goodrich. He is correct. Woo! Yeah. Man. Man, look, look, and Rick just Wilt West. That's all I got. I think Eligible and Retardy. Ah, he list. did. I was with Rick. Yeah, I could reach back to those two. And Bill Sharp. Yeah. Bill Sharman yeah. was the coach. Who was the coach? Bill Sharman. Bill. Bill. A, a Laker great. Were they still Minneapolis? I mean, uh, a Celtics great. They yeah, were they, LA by that. They right? were LA for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think they were late sixties. They went over. Yeah. That, that's a good pull by everybody. I I, I got to give it to them. Right? I got you by one year, Larry. I gotta get to <laughs> but let's let's talk about this. It, this is pretty cool, and it's going to give us a ton of stuff to talk about uh, for the next probably five or six weeks. Because not only did they do this thing NBA, and shout out Yahoo Sports, and you know who who did this. So they ranked the highest paid players in the NBA at every single position, and they also did it in the NFL. Now this is in the 2021-2022 season for tonight specifically. We're going to talk about point guards, and we're going to give you who their number, who the number one is, and their salary. This is going by salary. So when we, we talk about this list, it's not saying in the order of talent. This is in the order that they think, not overall rating, but they're paid. So the funny thing is, right in the top five, already we already have two questionable spots, okay? So, and, and number six is a laugher, okay? So it is what it is, okay? Number one. Steph Curry. I don't think yeah, that's you know, fine. Right? No yeah. arguments there. Right, yeah. Dave, right, Dan. Uh, you know, Steph Curry Gold State at 45.7. Just for let's round it off. 45.7. Big money. All right. 33 years old. Obviously well deserving. Number two, John Wall, who hasn't played in like three years. Right? <laughs> like 44.3. Right. This is what you have to look at, right? 44.3 for John Wall. Uh, and, and and then you go Russell Westbrook at number three at 44. Damian Lillard, love Dame, 39. And then we go Kyrie at 35. And then the laughable Ben Simmons, number six at 33. Guys, that is just so laughable to me right now. And, and it just shows what's wrong with the NBA, right? That just shows what the, what what is wrong with the NBA. I I don't want to go through this entire list, you know, it, you know, on the air one through 25, but you guys had a list in front of you, and you know, Dan. Anybody that sticks out to you, that number one, that you were surprised that you didn't know until you seen this list, and and a guy that you would say is severely underpaid on this list. Um. Well, uh, our friend Markel Fultz is at number twenty. Wow. At sixteen, Markel Fultz at sixteen five, which is unbelievable. Um. Wow. I would say Mike Conley being number 13 was a bit of a surprise for me. Okay. Um, Eric Bledsoe at number 16 is a surprise for me. Eric uh, Bledsoe, 18 million. R- Ricky Rubio, Mr. Mr. Suitcase, oh. number 18 on the list. Um, Derek White, number 20, number 22. Like it's it's I, crazy. It is. I, I, you know, I, I mean, Dave, when I look at this list. I say to myself, okay, when you see the young guys, uh, number one, the first guy Dave that points out to me is number 21 is DeJounte Murray. 
right? 15 million. Like, yeah. I, right? I, I, Dave, you think about the money, you're like, dude, if this wasn't about money, he should be like top five, right? <laughs> yeah, but if you want to go that far, Tone, go to 29 and look at Luca at 10 million. Wow. I mean, that, that guy should be second. Yeah. Second on this list. And I get the way NBA salaries are structured. Yep, yep. Everything that's tiered. And, and Tony, if there's a number one DeWante Mary fan, I'm two. And I'm right behind you. I just think the I guy is him. fantastic, amazing, and needs to get out of San Antonio. So I'm there with you. But if you got to go eye openers, it, it is John Walt, too. No doubt about it. And then number eight, D'Angelo Russell. You, Hey, Dan, you said suitcase packing. That's how I feel about Russell, right? Nobody wants him. And as soon as he gets somewhere, they're looking to trade him for something else. Um, I just can't believe that guy gets $30 million a year. I know he's solid, but he's a guy that just puts up hollow numbers for me. Um, yes. It's a guy that would have been involved in a Simmons trade if they could have. Um, we wouldn't. But, I mean, he's been everywhere, bouncing around. It's a guy I just – what's it? we've, we've seen more than Nets, right? Lakers. Yep. Low T-Bulls. characters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I, I'll tell you what. I think Kyle Lowry. No disrespect to Nova Nation, but you know that that was the only thing I wanted him. But but, but when yeah, they start yeah. talking extension with the number, I was like, yo, hold on, back it up, right? And that's a little too high for me. Yeah, I, that was a little too high for me. But let me ask you guys this, right? We got a kid that we just talked about, and this is why I want to talk about this. And Tyrese Maxey that has just. Oh, oh, his the expectations are just overblown right now. And why not? Right? We, we've been talking about this kid all year and, and how he grows week to week, game to game, the infectious energy that he induces into this team. And then the, the knowledge and not just the knowledge, but the passion. He's got everything. Right? He really does. Obviously, listen, it comes from a, a class A organization. Right, yeah. collegiate school. We know about that, right? You know, yeah, Calipari out there, like, or uh, uh, yeah, right. You're right. Yeah, You're yeah, Cal- yeah. I, yeah. I for some reason I, I had a brain fart there, Fred. But yeah, you have Calipari going. We told you about this kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you know, when you come from a, a highly you know credulous university like that, you already know what you're going to get. But I don't think people expected him to be this good this fast. And if you look at this list, Dan. Where would you put if you're taking the 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 money off the, the the charts right now, and you're looking at the way these guys are structured because they are structured say one through twenty five by money, just by that list. Where where do you see Tyrese Maxey in- injecting into this list? Well, the way I would try to answer the question is, if I had to take four or five guys ahead of him for this team right now, who would I? Yeah, pick? there you go. That's how okay. I would look at it. I like that. Good, and good then long term, this list would be like minuscule. <laughs> yeah. But right now, if you if you had to say who could who could I swap out for this year, I would go Steph Lillard, Chris Paul if healthy, and Dejounte Murray. I would even stay away from Kyrie because he's crazy. But only those guys that I mentioned, I think I would I would uh, want on this team over Maxi. And I'll do you one better. I'll, I'll go Steph. I'll go Paul. You just got to respect that leadership and, yeah. and mm-hmm. just the just the smooth gameplay. But then I got to go deep. Luca and Ja. I mean, those two. I, I mean, stopped I at twenty. I stopped at the top twenty-five, though. Of course, okay. Luca. No, of I, course, of course, Luca. Yeah, but I. Yeah, I, and Ja right there, right? Yeah, there, the, the but they're 31. not. They're not in the top twenty-five earners. That's why I, I didn't consider them. T- 
top 25 earners. Yeah, yeah. probably with you with Mary. And then, okay. I, I agree with your list then. Lillard, too. I agree. How about, you know, here's a, here's a one thing. And, and, and I, this is going to be interesting, right? It's going to be. And this is because, Dave, you have me thinking now. Because I love CP3. And you mentioned the playoffs are a different animal, right? The playoffs are a different animal, th- different kind of atmosphere, different kind of game, different kind of scheme. And you talk about veteran leadership. And even though you have hard on this team, you know, do you look at a guy, and I'm looking right at, like, I just mentioned him. They were taking money away in Kyle Lowry in Miami. He's a dog, man. He's a dog. And, you know, you, you think about in, in a playoff-style atmosphere, do you – do you basically take energy for experience, right? Well, so you, I, I, I'll just ask him. We what, got two what rounds last year, right? And and what I'll say about that, and I think you have a good point. I mean, what did what? Look at who was in the finals last year. Milwaukee, not a lot of experience. Drew Holiday was never there before, yep. and and CP was never in the in the NBA finals either. And at least we, we he got like we said, he got two rounds of good experience last year. I mean, he I thought he played well in the Atlanta series, uh, Maxi. So. No, I'd still take Maxi over um, Larry. And let me just say one last thing about Maxi. I'll pass it to you, Dan. You know, going in that draft that year, that was the first year that we actually drafted right, right? Yeah. We were sitting there taking these guys from Texas Tech with broken foots, and we were like, you know, Mikhail Bridges out of the room. We just oh. sat there and said, I'll take the kid from Kentucky. It fell in my lap. And look at what happens when you draft smart. So, anyway, to you, Dan. No, I, I – I mean, Tony makes a good argument. Listen, it's it, it wouldn't it sure as hell wouldn't hurt the team to have Kyle Lowry again if we were to hypothetically just swap him for this team right, right now. Yeah, for really? Sure. I, I think I, we need the scoring. I think I think in the playoffs, Kyle Lowry would put it up. But don't I do too? <sighs> I do too. I, I, I listen. I love I love Tyrese Maxey. I do. I yeah. think, but but Lowry's story in the playoffs were horrible until the one year he won. I mean, they like horrible. You could count on them like him and choking. I think he was like 12 points a game until that year. Like, you know, I don't, I'm still mad. Again, it's, it's it's fantasy. So, yeah, who really cares? But the, the great, the, great arguments on both the, sides. The, the thing that I want to point out, though, is I would almost think, and it goes back to what you said way earlier, Dave, with even with the, um, with the George Niangs of the team, and these guys don't want to fail for a guy like, James Harden. So I think just because of James Harden's presence, these guys are going to elevate their game because they don't want to let this guy down because I think that's the kind of energy enthusiasm he's brought to this team. He's not the negative guy that everyone's painting him out to be. Maybe he will be down the road, but right now I think he's thrilled to be here. And I think players want to play for him and they don't want to let this guy down. And that's why I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too, man. Uh, it feels like Harper a little bit, right? You know, yes. he's only here for the money. And then look at him. He just digs in and plays every day. And that's, I, I feel like that's James, man. I think, you know, I think we're going to get the best James. Yeah, I do. Too. And, and, you know, that's another thing, you know, when, when a guy plays on the West coast a lot, you know, you don't get to see him. And now you see him for the first time. It's like, well, I didn't know how he was that good of a passer. Right. And listen, you know, Houston, that, that, they would have went to the finals that year if CP3 didn't tear the hammy in game seven, right? So, you know, everybody forgets that. They they, they would have went to the finals. There's yeah. no way they lose that game, right? They were up 3-1, right? 
I mean, you can blame it on Harden all you want. Say he was terrible in the playoffs. What, whatever, man. Stop. Like yeah. at the end of the day, this is this is a different year. But you know, you, what I want to ask before we move on is about Milwaukee, and I understand they're defending champions. I get it, and Giannis is an absolute beast. I understand, but I'm looking at the construction of their team, and you know, I was listening to God on dispute talk about Giannis and Middleton, and I'm not a Chris Middleton fan, but. I, you know, I'm looking at the team and I'm looking at the Sixers and I'm just saying to myself, like, I, you know, number one, it's hard to repeat. It's always hard to go back, especially in the NBA. Extremely hard. But my Lord, man, like, dude, does Milwaukee scare you that much? I'm not saying they're a pushover by any means. What I'm saying is, like, people are acting like we should be those uh, or them in Miami. I, I and I have to, and again, I love Jimmy Butler, right? I love Spolster. I think he's a great coach and all that. But am I supposed to be worried about both of them? Am I? I'll take Milwaukee. Dan, you can take both, whatever you want. I will tell you right now, if Brooke Lopez doesn't come back, you, you don't have any reason to ever be scared. He was out with a back injury. He's out indefinitely. You have no idea. They are one of the worst defensive teams in the entire league, and he does a lot of that for them. You know, they, they can – do three and D all they want. It won't help against this team. I'm not scared of Milwaukee unless he's back. And I do think they change their game plan a little bit because he can stretch and beat out of the lane and, and start to maybe make some driving room and make some difficulties with Giannis. But right now, look, and B can play Giannis. Like there's so many different things that they can do with Lopez out. Um, I'm not that scared of them. No, I wasn't scared of them last year, to be honest with you. I, I think yeah. last year, last year was, a scenario where everything fell into place for them. Us losing to the Hawks made their path oh. so damn easy. If we beat the Hawks, I think we get to the finals. I really do. I do. I and agree. So I think things just fell into place for them last year. I, I didn't. I, I didn't find them as a great NBA champion. Now it, again, it, Toronto the year before. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just it, fell into place. You, listen, it's a it's a hell of a tournament. You get you win it all. You should be praised. Don't get me wrong. Because you know we 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 crapped the bed and we didn't get to the fun. we didn't get to play them, but you know, you, you, can't, you can't blow two 26 point leads to the Atlanta Falc Atlanta excuse me Atlanta Hawks and it, if we played the Bucks it'd be a whole different story. I, I'm in my opinion that sucked. Now it, tone on Miami, little worried and not just because their physicality and I think they can drag in the dirt a little bit and play a game that you probably don't want to play. Because I think right now we're averaging 129 points a game. I know it's a small sample size, but they worry me a little bit just based upon the game that you might have to play against them. Adebayo can match up a little bit. Um, but in the right scenario, I still think that's a Miami team like we beat a couple of years ago, 4-2. So I, I think we can get them long-term, especially if we can stretch out Miami, get them late, like in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're they're eight, they're eight deep at most, right? They're, they're And they're a little older is what we've already seen. Early Miami might be tougher. We wouldn't get them early. Later, I think I, I, I like our odds. Now, wrestling and that sex and Tim King, check him out. He was just on with yeah. Matt Daddy uh, last week. Did a phenomenal job. Says the 76ers have the best duo in the NBA now in game so much. His ability to shoot anywhere and pick and pop is huge with Harden. Plus, they're going to shoot 25-plus free throws a game combined. Shit, and beat had 27 the other night. That's how crazy it is. Uh, again, thanks for checking in, Tim. I really appreciate it. Can I uh, pull the pick and pop? Because that's yes. what I've been talking about the whole night. 
Yeah, yeah mate. The pick and pop, man. And tone. We haven't had a home game yet. Imagine how many times we're going to get to the stripe when we get oh. to, at home. Oh. When, we get to, when, when we get some referees on our side. Yeah. Is that yeah. That should happen, right? <laughs> it does happen. Rick says, uh, Heat are better than we think. Yes. Yeah. Not, Rick, I, I, they're not better than we think. Right. I, I respect these teams. I just, people are acting like we need to bow down to them. And I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I, I, I just look at this team and, you know, we were thinking about the big three was supposed to be, you know, Tobias Harden and, and, and Embiid. And now it's Tobias, it's Tobias is the fourth guy. It's Maxi Harden and Embiid. Yeah. You know, we go four deep on this team in the starting lineup. And I look at Miami and say, okay, bam. Okay. Buckets. Tyler Hero. Okay. Duncan Robinson. Right, like I, Kyle, I, I know Lowry, but, but I'm just like I, I don't know, man. Like I, I think we match up pretty well. I do, I, I, I do. I think here's the thing: Kyle Lowry is not running for 38 minutes, and we have a big guy in Joel Embiid that can run the floor better than anybody at that size. We have James Harden that could go coast to coast. We got Tyrese Maxey that has the quickest first step in the entire NBA. So. And when an older team like that, I think if you can get them running, it's going to be a problem. That's why I would be more threatened against Milwaukee because Giannis is such a freak of an athlete. And guys like Drew Holiday, they they can actually run the floor more than Miami. So that's what I would say. Uh, Vinny says that he can't run that 2-3 zone that that gave the Sixers trouble. Great point. Great point. Great. Uh, also, you have to think, you know, the uh, the Tony, Dan's and Dave's of Milwaukee and Miami, if they were having a show, they'd have to be seriously concerned about our team. Yes. So, you know, it, they could fool themselves all they want and say, ah, I don't I don't fear the Sixers with this trade baloney. You know, I think I think every year there's that guy like when you remember when the when the Spurs had their second run, you know, initially it was Robinson. But did anyone see Tony Parker become becoming that that that? No, well, right. Manu too. Manu. yeah, right. But I'm yeah. saying like, I, I think no, I think, we didn't see. It. I agree. I think I think the nation is is going. Holy crap! This Tyree Max Tyrese Maxi kid is awesome, well, and so he is awesome when there's that much space too. I'm saying I yeah. th- this is not going to be uh, this kid is only going upward. His his curve is only going up. There's no leveling off with this kid. No, he is, you know, he's climbing right now. And, and honestly, I was torn if he was in the starting lineup when I was first thinking about how this team looked. I was torn. I was like, maybe he's better coming off like Harden. Not anymore, man. This is the right lineup, and it's the right thing. If I had a fear, and I don't want to say it's a fear, I mean, it really is Brooklyn. I know you guys will think it's funny, but I don't if think you got KD. And you got a vaccine mandate, man, in New York that lets Kyrie play. They're tough. They're they're still tough, and you got to respect them. Goran Dragic can still do a lot of stuff too. I don't give two shits about Simmons. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, but, me neither. Um, but I think the Dragic signing was really big for them. Um, I I would be a little concerned just in the right scenario. Um, the revenge factor. Katie is if Katie is playing, I still think he could. He's probably the best player in the NBA. That's just my opinion. Ooh, wow, really? He's that he might be top five of all time already. Like he's that special. Seven foot being that good. Yeah, he he he's he's a matchup nightmare. What That's do we true. do? 
Where do we put? Who do we put on him? You'd have to go with uh, yeah. Thibel. Thibel to start, I would think. You got to start him and crush your fingers. <laughs> yeah, we. It's not going to be the minivan for sure. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, our buddy, yo, George. What's up, buddy? Checking in. Big Sixers guy right here says if Harris can figure out into chemistry, this team is dangerous. Right. Have to realistically account for a legitimate. Exactly, George. One hundred percent. As we were saying in the beginning, what team in the NBA? has four guys that can go 20-plus. Right? I agree. I think Harris is a huge key for this team. Huge key. I don't need him every night. I just no. need him to stay connected and, and play ball and be there when we need him. Could you imagine? And, Dan, this is this is an old-school question here, right? But And, and this is really far-fetched. And I'm not – he would really have to work on his game a little bit. But if he could play the Robert Ori role yeah. on this team, you know what I mean? Just hit the big shots. When we, like, technically the other night, even though he was off, he hit those two threes against New York late. That really, uh, it, it kind of put the game away. So if he can do that, more of that, it would be huge. Right? Well, that's that's who I, it's funny that you mentioned that because I've been saying for the past two years that I see three, four, five years from now, that's, that's who Thibel is going to be. Wow, really? I, I really think he doesn't have a broken shot. I think he's going to eventually have a – he'll hit the open jumper shot. And his defense, again, stands on its own. Um, that, But, you know, because Orion's coming to – That's he a was, big lead. But I'm saying Orion coming to the league as as the Robert Ori that you – No, you're you right. I mean, no, he was drafted right. No, uh, I, right, after the, right after Spoon, I believe, in the same draft. We've all played basketball, right? You need those guys that are just going to accept their roles, right? And that's why I think Harden struggled in, in Brooklyn. I, three three alphas is tough. I, I think especially three ball-handling alphas. Like, at least in Miami, Bosch could play a little bit off. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I think Harris, if he can accept that Ori-like role, oh, yeah, 100%. He got yeah. nine shots the last two games. That could Maybe be a really 10, good. 10, 11, we're fine. I, I think he's that. that's right where he would be. I don't he think he'll accept it. I, you don't. You think he will or won't? You tell me. He will. No, he I, will. I, he will too, absolutely, one hundred percent. He just has to. His game is instinctual to get the ball and want to dribble and play with it to to get you know a mid range jumper. He had so many open looks that he passed up the first two yeah. games with Harden that he's just got to catch and shoot. Yeah. Um. And you know, and you know, he he was the one guy on the court that didn't get the invitation. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And once I he, mean, you would have thought that he would have been getting – what's Maxie getting? He's getting 15 shots a game. Harris is getting nine. You would have thought it might have been the other way around. And I, I think it, there are nights that that will happen. Yeah, no, I think so. Vinny's got a great point here, um, you know, to, to close out the, the, the Sixers talk. Harden accepted his role in Brooklyn. He was the point guard, and he knew it. Kyrie didn't hold no. up his end of the bargain. You're, you're right. Vinny, that's a great point. Yeah. Because remember, he started off just dishing the ball at Nas. Like that was his role. He was like 15 assists. Yeah. yeah. He 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 was a triple double triple double monster. Um with like 15 points. You're yeah. right. Yeah. By the way, he he is Dave. He's gonna blow up the books, James Hart. The books are gonna catch on to the hard next and, and I've already been firing them the first two games. <laughs> Me too, dude. That over two and a half threes, that's yeah. not gonna be there. Oh, plus my God. No. oh, it's ridiculous. There's no way, man. It's going to be like yeah, minus the first, 190. Like, 21 and a half. And I got quite nervous. 21 and a half. Points, right? And a little nervous because he had 17 and a half and went passive. 
And then he dropped two threes, and you're just like, yeah, you knew, yeah. you knew it was coming. You knew. Yep, yeah, you knew it was coming. Someone said he might be on miss restriction. I was like, no, he won't. No, he no. Basketball. it's not like he we, like they're trying we knew. to. Yeah, he was he hit. Have a hamstring injury. Stop. Yeah, he was hit. We know. Well, listen, we're what we're gonna do. We're gonna close the, this this show out with Nate Franchise. We're gonna we're gonna push the Jigsaw Chronicles to next week. Uh, would like that more when we get the live yeah. audience. Uh, and just so you get ready, we're gonna talk about a little, little bit of little elevator awkwardness. So just you know, a little, little good topic, a little good segue. So if you're in an elevator this week, whether you're at the store, maybe you're at Coles, it's got the double deck or something, or unfortunately you're you know in a hospital visiting somebody or. You know, and you're or maybe even a parking garage. Sometimes they're the worst, by the way. But if you're in there, think about what's going on through your head and everybody else and bring that to the table next week. We'll be live back on remote at Heat Rate uh, at Steam Pub, Heat Ratio Sports, obviously. Uh, make sure you follow at Steam Pub on also, also formats and let you know right now. Get on that Twitter page right now to see what beer, what IPA is being tapped. At this very moment, the real time draft beer list 100% is what you got to listen to. So, we're going to talk about name that franchise this week. And, we'll, and this is a really cool segment we do every week. And we'll get everybody involved. And this week, we talk Arizona. Now, I know we, we we did do a little bit here when we talked about the Phoenix Suns. But that was before we decided to open up the all-Arizona team. So we want to talk about Diamondbacks. We want to talk about Cardinals. We want to talk about Coyotes. And we want to talk about Suns. So this is where we bring up blasts from the past, names from the past, guys that you you gravitate towards when we talk about these franchises, right? And, and it could be just one. It could be all four. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea for a, a Phoenix Coyote. And, and, <laughs> and right? Like, like, let me let me just – let me guess. Let me guess. And, and I, do I – was bit, bit was Brisgala a goalie for the Coyotes? At one point, was Briz and was Jeremy Roenick on yes, that? Team? Yes, okay. yes. That's it. That, that that for Jigsaw, that's enough knowledge when it comes to the Phoenix Coyotes. Okay, but I'm going to start right off with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and again, yeah. the big unit, right? The big unit. But but here's the thing about for some reason, and I don't know why, boys. You're going to have to help me out. But and this is, it's almost like a thing where we could say, hey. Hit me with the Arizona Diamondbacks. The first person comes to your mind, right? For some reason, it's Luis Gonzalez. Yeah. Luis Gonzalez, for some reason. Yeah. He needs the team in hits. Yeah. It's like, he's that guy. Does he get talked about enough? He had that he tremendous is. blooper against Mariano Rivera. Yes, he oh, did. That's a mo. Yeah. That's right. He's their career leader in batting average, too. Like, Yeah. Like, no, some, I think you're right. Look at Trevor. Our man Trevor checking in. says Brandon oh, Webb. Remember him? He had a screwball. Like he would throw this screwball, yeah. Yeah, he would throw this down and out. He he just he died to death with these sinkers and screwballs. He was he was amazing. He might even got a Cy Young or was second in Cy Young. He was right up there one year. He was. He was. He was. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'll I'll be honest, Tone. You take Luis. I'm cool with it. It's Goldschmidt for me. I I just remember. I know he's a Cardinal now. Okay. um, but Paulie G was just – he was that guy who played a lot of fantasy baseball. He was a top yes. five pick year in, year out. Um, Every year. The, yeah, he just got – he hits ball inside out, a little bit like Jeter too, and, and could drive the ball oppo field. Um, I'm with you. Like, it's Schilling and Johnson when you think about it right away, but they didn't they didn't have that longevity. It's Luis or Goldschmidt. You get Luis, I got Goldschmidt. Goldie, Goldie grew up there. He was a – right from the start, they drafted him. That's, oh, stop. 
<laughs> Yo, man, like, like yeah. pulling it out. Eat, eat homers in the World Series. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. No, I love it. I'm just kidding. He, he was letting up dingers in the World Series. I felt so bad for that. Yeah, guy. the submarine uh, Korean guy who's getting smashed. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn, what do you got? Um, Damn. How about I, I go Steve Finley and Ooh. Matt Williams? Yeah, Steve. Oh, Finley Matt and Williams. Williams. I'm good with that. I like but Steve Matt Williams Finley. was a giant to me. Yeah, well, but he, you know. Yeah, he was one of the original Diamondbacks when they, you know. Yeah, and and Finley, what I loved about him is, I interned with the Orioles in '88, the year okay. they, the year they got. I would, I always love to evaluate trades and say I got it right or wrong. And then one trade I totally got wrong was the Glenn Davis trade. Oh, Glenn Ooh. Davis. Yeah, the, 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 the yeah the Orioles the Orioles got Glenn Davis for Finley Harnish. And and um, Pete Harnish, we got him a little bit later for Schilling, Finley, and Harnish. That's who wow. uh, they got for Glenn Davis. And I'm like, oh, Glenn Davis is a beast. Well, he didn't do crap for the Orioles. And Harnish was a perennial solid starter. We know what Schilling turned out to be. And Finley turned in, into a very solid um, oh, yeah? center fielder. I think he had a little vitamins in the system when he started yeah. to become solid. Brady oh, yeah. Anderson. Yeah. yeah, they they came up together, Brady Anderson. And <laughs> so, but but yeah, yeah, but 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 fin, Finley, um, Finley was a smooth ball player. Yeah, I, I, listen, that's one of those. That's why we do this. One of the names you forget, man, is you forget about Steve Finley, Trevor. You know, Trevor checking in, Mark. Mark. I disagree, Trev. He said it was Finley. He was clean. I don't know, man. I don't know, Mark Grace. That's a that, oh, sweet now he's a cub. If you were going to go with the you know original team. Oh, listen, I we, we got to go right to the Cardinals here because Ricky Lorenzen, Lorenzen just checked in. <laughs> he just checked in with a good one, man. This is why I love this. Eagle killer Ricky Pro, man. Ricky Pro. I'll give you a better. <sighs> Mine was Jake Plummer. Yeah. I hated yeah. that guy. All right, yeah, we they could have been two and thirteen. He'd come here and throw for four bills and Jake just knock the snake. <laughs> Jake the snake. Yeah, Plummer. There you yeah. go, Trevor. Put it up there. Yo, um, how about Adrian Wilson? Yeah, he was. Oh, uh, he was Aeneas a, Williams. A monster at safety. How about yeah. Aeneas Williams? Aeneas Williams. Yeah. And and yeah, Pat, God rest his soul, Pat Tillman. Yes. Uh, but if you the original Cardinals, I think they became the Arizona Cardinals in '94. And if you recall, Buddy Ryan brought half the Eagles with him. Terry yeah. Hogue was on that team. Seth Jorner was on that team. Like Andre Zordich. Waters was on that team. Zordich was on that, wasn't he? Fiegels was on that team. Oh. So half half of the Eagles roster was uh, the original Arizona Cardinals. So I, I went I went for the original team. I go, I go Seth Joyner and Larry Centers come, came into Ooh. my mind. Oh, yeah. Larry Centers is a good Larry one. Larry Centers was good. Well, fullback, right? Uh, it was like a pass-receiving fullback. Yeah. A, a tweener size. Yeah, but, but, but physical. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now I'll go back to the fantasy football days and a guy who never lived up to expectations. It was Garrison David Hurst. Austin. David oh. Austin. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He was huge. Dude. Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah. Ohio yeah. State. Wait, Garrison Hurst is a huge one, man. Yeah, you want to talk about vitamins. David yeah. Austin is awesome. Yeah. 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 He would fit in today's game, right? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Vinny says Roy Green. Yeah. yeah. Well, Roy Green was an, a, a St. Louis Cardinal. I okay. 
Yeah. Nope. Nope. And then he finished with the Eagles, actually. Hmm. All good names. Don't that old names. school. Roy Green about, finished with the Eagles. How about Anquan Bolden? Yeah. Well, that's my guy from Florida State. And obviously I mean, Fitz, Larry yeah. Fitzgerald, you can't forget about him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Warner. Jay J- Novacek. Yeah, he was yeah. the Cardinals before the Cowboys, correct. Got the rookie card. I hope he got that graded, man. Uh, Nate Nate Poole. I, um, I don't know Nate Poole. Now, yeah, that even uh, has me a little befuddled. Yeah, Trevor, you got to hook me up, man. You got to let me know who Nate Poole is. How about Jay Schrader? Yeah. Wasn't yeah, Schrader. Don't we, don't, we, don't we have to talk about Tillman? Schrader, Schrader and Burline, I believe, were the quarterbacks of that Buddy Ryan team. But Pat yeah, Tillman. yeah, that's right. right. Trevor bets yeah. him. I know Dan bets him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, Pat Tillman. Yeah. I, I, absolutely, man. Hero. Absolutely. Hero. And absolutely. That's the definition of hero. Yes. Knocked out the Vikings in week 17 in 2003. Josh McCown. Mm. Wow, man. I'll tell you what, man. It, it, oh, oof. Man. There's a lot of good Cardinals, man. Boomer Esiason was a quarterback for the Cardinals as well, man. He says Naples was a wideout. Interesting. Interesting. I thought he cleaned and, the pool. The name rings a bell, but I just I can't. Yeah. And I'm yeah, good. I, I, ah. I, I can't. I, I'm not. Now, Rick Lorenzen says the great one coached the Coyotes. I'm not. I, yeah, not, he did. He did. Yeah. Gretzky? Yeah, yeah he, yeah, he I failed. He only lasted a year and a half. It was yeah, like, he failed like, with that team, yes. Yeah. With the Larry Bird experiment? with the Yes, Indiana exactly. Yeah. yeah. But Larry Bird did well with the Pacers at times. Yeah, he, he did. did. Uh, he did. Gretzky was another failure as a coach. Yeah. Some superstars can't be coaches, man. No, you can't. How can you? No. The standards of Wayne Gretzky and Larry Bird are hard to live up to. Yep. Yep. Thinking Coyotes, Dan. All right. So, so obviously. Who you got? Well, you, I I got a lot, but you you can get name your one. For me, I mean, there's guys that hold records up and down. One guy in, in my head, but it's still Keith Kachuk. Just like, yep, for some he was, reason, he's on my, when he's I on look my at list. Coyotes, yeah. I, know I just always thought Kachuk. Like I just thought it was know, in the middle of his career. Yeah. Yeah. And I came out. I don't know. You, I'll, I'll give a similarity to Flyers fans. He felt like the uh, John LeClaire for me. He very physical, very upfront. He would tackles. fight though. LeClaire wouldn't fight. Yeah. That that's a big difference. But but physical, right? Yeah. Absolutely. He was a he forward. was a power forward. Keith yeah. Kachuk is um this the father of Brady Kachuk. Yep. And uh, help me, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Brady Kachuk and oh. why well, might. I know too. The Ottawa and Cal- uh, Matthew Kachuk. Matthew. Matthew. Kachuk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a brain cramp. Yeah. And he, the, a story with Keith Kachuk was he was on Team USA and Paul Holmgren was a coach. And the players were goofing around in practice. And Paul Holmgren fought Keith Kachuk and beat the crap out of him. Really? At, at practice at, uh-huh. for Team USA. True story. Wow. But Homer could throw him in his uh, 40s. But <laughs> the guys that came into my head when, when the Coyotes come up, you got to go. Shane Doan. You had to. Yeah, that's why I left that. Yep. And then Tockett, Ronick, Oliver Ekman Larson. He was great. How about great. so yeah. Trevor? Trevor says most of those names. It also says Tony Monte. Yeah. I think yeah. Mike Smith you had to throw out there. He was a, yeah. he was a goalie yes. for them. Yep. Yeah. Tipo Niemann. Yeah, I remember Tipo. Wow, man. You guys. I it's love it. Right? Tepo. That's- Tapo, yeah, but he Tepo, played defense, right? Yeah, that's funny. Now, now, let's end this on the Suns. 
I know we talked about this earlier, but again, you know, people are checking in, so obviously we'll bring we'll we'll bring it up. And and, and we talked about this before. You know, who who were those guys that you remember for the Phoenix Suns? And just one guy. Let's just do one guy. Like I, I say to you right now, put you on spot. Dan Green, Phoenix Suns. Who you got? Paul Westfall. Dave. So I'll, I'll be really quick, but my father-in-law lives in Scottsdale, Arizona. I've that's been out there a lot and watched some Suns games live. So that's what's burned in my memory. Okay. And for me, it was Sean Marion, the Matrix. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I he he played with Chris Weber, had a little crossover with Stoudemire, even Nash. Uh, but Marion was something that was different before anyone else. Uh, so it's Sean Marion for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, listen, I, I, I still – no matter what, you put me on a spot. You say Phoenix Suns. I'm going KJ all day. Yeah, I, I, you know I Kevin Johnson. Yep. Back in the day, man, with the tight shorts, he was a dog, man. They people forget, like he was a dog. He he, yes. he was a small guy, but he was cut. He could play. Damn, could he shoot, man? Yep. He he, he had a great off the dribble move. I I, I really really enjoyed uh, watching Kevin Johnson play. Uh, a lot of people. Too. Yeah, Dan, we got. I was going to say, I, I think we talked about it when we when we were at our live show. Uh, they stole him from from Cleveland because Cleveland chose Mark Price over yes. Kevin Johnson. Mark Price, but and then KJ, all he needed. I mean, he got Marley, but he needed Barkley. Yes, yeah. I, I mean that that was a key. I mean, um, do we remember the Barkley trade and who we got back? Yes, Harry. Tim Perry, Horacek, Lang. Hornacek and Lang. That's right. Lang's the one that yeah. everybody slips Andrew up. Lang. Andrew times. Lang. Yeah. Yep. Good Andrew Slubber Lang. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like that. Yeah, man. What a oh man. Hor uh, look, Hornacek again. You know he was miserable here. He was. God, he, he, he did not want to be here. He would always Yo, the comb over at the foul line. Right, right? The foul line. That's what I was doing. <laughs> Yo, uh, so everybody listening, this, this is what I want you guys to do. When we when, when we end the show, I want you to go on Google. I want you to pull up a picture, right, of Jeff Hornacek. And I want you to pull a picture of the magician from Frosty the Snowman. I want you to pull them together <laughs> and tell me you don't see the same damn guy. I'm just telling you. Look at it. I'll just, just Google very, that very and then land. Very naughty. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's Jeff Just saying. Uh, don't forget about Danny Ainge. No, yeah. he was not. Dan Thunder Marley. Yep. Right? Trevor checking in. Marion. Obviously, at Barkley got Nash. Jason Kidd. Stephon Marbury. Stephon Marbury. That's a great one. I'm going to go old school again. What about Walter Davis? Walter Davis. Yeah. Uh, Dan, he was, he really was an all time great, huh? I, I, I'm going to have to Google. Google Walter Davis. Google. Well, well, how about how about before we get out of here? How about the guy uh who had the drug problem? Richard Dumas. Oh yeah. Dumas, that's tough. And yeah. Sabalos, right? Didn't they play together? Cedric, uh, the dunk champion. Cedric, yeah. yeah. The blindfold. Yes. Right? The blindfold. Yeah, you went back to back. You went D Brown pumps yeah. and then Cedric Sabalos blindfold. Wow. Right? Oh. Yeah, Steve, uh, Rick checking in Cedric Sabalos. Yeah. Did right? Joe Johnson start his career there? Joe what was Johnson. that? Yes. Joe Johnson yes. was a heck of a player until he went to Atlanta. From, you know, from University of Maryland? Maryland. Was it? Or Michigan? You might be right. I think it's Maryland. It's Maryland. Maryland. Yeah. So with the wizard. Yeah. Walt Williams. Kerr Car, still bold me, but yeah, I got you. Oh, Q. 
That's a good one. Quentin Richardson. Yeah. Luke Longley. Yeah. Wow, Luke. And, like, Gordon Dragic started. Like, did you see those pictures recently of Nash and Dragic together, like, when they were playing? Yep. Dragic looked like he was 12. And now they're <laughs> together and coaching. Like, it, it was weird looking. But, yeah. Jason Kidd guys. was with them, too. Don't forget Jason Kidd. Oh, yeah. yeah that was in uh, that. Yeah, we had Trevor checking in with Jason Kidd. Did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was the, the the oh man, don't give me Jared Dudley. What a stiff Leandro Barbosa. Anybody want Le- to? Oh, there, there's a good one, Barbosa. <laughs> right? How about Michael Finley? Oh, yeah, he's a Mav, but yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Mav. There's a lot of Mav sons crossover. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Nash, kid. Um, good Finley. point. Very good. So point. much, so much. Yeah, there's a lot. Marion. Makes you want to watch too. You're right. He did 100%. A lot of crossover with those two teams. Big time. Big time. But listen, we're going to get out of here, man. It's been a great show. As always. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. What you got, brother? The MLB sucks. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We need to be, you know, here's the thing. I hate the owners. I hate the players. I'm coaching Little League. We just started our practices. We're out there volunteering our time for the sport that America was based on. And you're arguing over these millions of dollars. You selfish, you know what? Ugh. Rob Manfred, man. Sucks. Don't, don't let your kids. Sucks. <laughs> don't let them take only one foot steps out of the batter's box in between pitches, Dave. Yeah, that's it. Keep Look the at the going. third base coach and get right back in the box. Get going. Can't stand it. Yeah, look, Rick checking it and it go goes. Thanks, guys. MLB can get bent. Yes, you know, I can. love it. Oh, yeah. man, I'm, I'm it, almost done. It's 94 all over again, and I, I'm telling you, I might not come back. Well, that's that, and that's going to be the conversation for next week. We want to know. Think about it. You know, are you I'm done with baseball? So think about that. Are you done with baseball? Again, we'll be back live on remote, back on location at Steam Pub at Steam Pub. Follow on all social formats. Follow at Heat Racial Sports as well. Uh, obviously, we want all your interaction, all your love. We appreciate it. Hit that subscription bell. Hit the like button. Make sure, again, that we need to do a um, a review. If you're on iTunes, check it out. Drop us a review. Let us know what we're doing. What what, what you like? Give us a give us a shot. You go to Steam Pub, beautiful Bucks County. Get a drink. Say hey, the Heat Ratio Boys uh, sent me. Uh, Trevor says, Tony, we doing South Florida sports. Trevor, I promise you, man. I, I you know you know I'm a man of my word. You know I'm a man of my word. Definitely, definitely, definitely get on that uh, as always. So again, talked a lot of good stuff tonight. It's going to be interesting. First home game for James Harden coming up. If you're listening to this. Uh, it'll be tomorrow night. Let's do it live. If not on remote, which Wednesday against the New York Knicks. So it should be very, very interesting. See how the crowd reacts. We talked about the top 25 point guards. As always, where would Tyrese Maxey be? We talked about the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Coyotes. We talked about the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? We talked about the Arizona Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, we'll, uh, listen, before they became Arizona, we went all over the map here. But again, as always, for Dan, for Dave, for Tony, uh, for Jigsaw, for Old School, for Glock, right? Uh, check them out. As always, different shows every single day. Uh, Flyer and Ice. We got the Quick Takes. We got the Final Judgment. We got Fourth and Go. Uh, we got Sports Skill. We got the Wrestling Mat. And a couple others that will be coming down the pike as well. So everybody... As always, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll catch you at Steam next week.